just should I start, little guy? I'm sorry. There, there's just a rock and guitar solo going on, and it was super distracting. So, yeah, you can start now. The solo's over. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. SlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at SlowRidePod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 441st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hey, this is Matt enjoying his neighbor's backyard karaoke in Minneapolis. Oof. Oof. Uh, and this is Spencer out in western mass boys i've got bad news uh i i hate to lead off the pod um with with something you know kind of a bummer but have you heard of um have you guys heard of underbiking it's this phenomenon within cycling where Mm -hmm. you just don't have like good enough equipment or the right equipment kind of wrong tools for the job situation kind of uh-huh. the way i live yeah so i had this realization uh, i was reading about it and it's all very hip and cool and um i feel like i missed out on an opportunity to be an influencer because i feel like i've been doing this my entire cycling career yeah well i think especially when we used to go to buck hill all the time and you would ride like your weird janky single speed and i was on the climb i feel like we were underbiking like we were certainly we were showing the kids how to how i to mean do more with less the kids these days little guy i think you just hit on something there back in my day yep we called underbiking collegiate cycling <laughs> and i don't know why it needs to be rebranded these days um you know, if you've got garbage equipment and not the right tool for the job, you just show up and race. It's fine. You don't yeah. got to have your own participation award for for being there. Like, Yeah, boo. Yeah, boo, <laughs> these kids. I mean, isn't this boo. messenger racing? Really? No, 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 no. Those kids have tons of money and put uh, have the primo stuff. You yeah. don't spend money on Phil Wood Hubs uh, if, if uh, you know, you're underbiking. I think you only did if you, had a, if you had a discount. You know, um, it, it's weird how much I bought product just strictly because I had a discount that I didn't need. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, certainly. I certainly. mean, the, yeah. you can tell a bike shop employee's bike because you see things on a bike shop employee's bike that, you know, no one buys unless they have, they have that well, a QVP that insider, login. Like, yeah, like, the QVP like, code. like you'll see a bike and you'd be like, wow, they got every accessory. Yeah. Every yeah. but it's only like, certain what it's, it's like one or two brands that are very hip aren't there and you're like oh well they don't have that account you yeah, know like yeah. they only have the qvp account like, oh, i know where that person yeah. works um, yeah yeah. i'm not going from eurasia uh imports yeah, um but um this got me thinking though quite a bit actually i've got i've got a few rabbit holes to go down and i'm gonna just take over the derailment let's of the do it. beginning of this show it is america things are expected to derail uh over here uh, for UK Corner, that's a little rail joke. Uh, we don't have a lot of it, um, so you probably won't get it. It's also so, crumbling. I'm I, I'm worried about the kids, you guys. Not only with the underbiking thing, but 
Do they even know who Dirk Hoffman is? <laughs> Does anyone really know Dirk Hoffman, though? But, like, really? why would you watch a bike race these days? Like, what it's is okay. the, fir- Spencer, like the first six okay. hours of the stage? Just, what do you do? Safety, they're into safety joggers now. It's all right. We're like, uh, it, you know, things... We adapt. Okay. The, the youngins uh, will adapt. Um, I do... I got to say, what's like, if you're looking on the calendar or like what's top of list to discuss this week after uh-huh. underbiking? <laughs> Certainly. In this in this nadir of professional cycling besides the Daphne, I, <laughs> I got to say that... in Switzerland, yeah. yeah. Well, little guy, I got to say Rachel Atherton coming back for the first race since 2019 from when she tore her Achilles and then giving birth to a daughter for the first race in um, arguably in three years, basically yeah. uh, three seasons winning uh, by less than a second in her first race back is pretty awesome for downhill. It was yeah. pretty, it was hard to find how to watch the race, but it was, yeah. it was pretty cool to see uh, Rachel Athen take the win. Rest in um, peace, Red Bull TV. Yeah, coverage. How, how does yeah. one watch downhill now? I don't know. Who knows? With a, with a, with a VPN because okay. when oh. I went to my when I went to my HBO Max, it was not showing up like it was promised. To, HBO Max um, said they were going to have it. Really? Well, HBO Max merged with Discovery, so oh, Discovery has the contract for downhill, XC, and enduro. Okay. Um, so that means that. People across the world didn't see uh, 18-year-old Jordan Williams take the win on the men's side of the downhill in his first ever uh, UCI World Cup. Um, wait, 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 wait. His first ever? <laughs> yeah, 18 years old. For, like, It's all downhill from here, literally, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your whole career is downhill, both figuratively yeah. and uh, results-wise, yeah. yeah. But, so that was Lenza Haida <laughs> downhill, and then there was the um, the XC race uh, with Nino Scherter. Um, taking the win yeah over the old man Ed. got it done the, the uh, old man got it done again were you surprised uh, to see that no but i was surprised to see uh like so many right like four riders battling it out so close to him at the end because but then the same happened on the women's side too because the uh lecompte took the win and it was also tight for a long time there so cool racing it's good to have XC. Like I love watching mountain biking on TV, both downhill and the XC. They've done a great job. Yeah, We've talked yeah, about yeah. it a lot, and I think we do spend too much time talking about, you know, the first week of Grand Tour that doesn't really matter, when XC and downhill is a ton of fun to watch. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. hope they can figure out the coverage uh, situation yeah. because we were, albeit Lucky. we were spoiled. Yeah, with the yeah. Red Bull TV coverage for all those years, that was a uh, top notch and free and accessible um, so you could do it with a vpn i would recommend the vpn and then use your gcn login is probably the best way to do it right now until they figure out this discovery plus thing and it rhymes <laughs> use your vpn yeah. for your gcn kind of yeah, yeah. and and enough and log in and log um in. so anyways that so there's that so there's there's downhill mountain bike uh racing uh-huh. and xc okay uh-huh. um what else is there? Uh, there's well, that little road race. They, they do there's a couple the of little road road races. There yeah, some, we got a lot a of more. yeah, a lot of tour build up. Um, okay, mini stage right. races going on right now that are uh, 
So talk to me like I'm an idiot and tell me why. I mean, this is, yeah, par for the course here on the Slow Ride podcast. Uh, I don't think, I don't think anybody comes here for like solid uh, knowledge, for like articulate, uh, you know, breakdowns of of races, but they do come to hear us talk to you like you're an idiot. Yeah, so... But in all seriousness, the, in the though, serious, yes, the, the oh, Dauphiné, it happens with 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 Vingard winning. Yeah, it might be a, a little lot. too soon because little guy, you've gone on the record and saying winning Dauphiné is not good, but he won by two and a half minutes. So I don't know uh, if little guy's ever gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm in that. Or, sorry, Spencer. Spencer's the one who's very confident every year that like six through ten, six through twelve is where you <laughs> want to be. If that is true, it's, then Vingard is. Way too good right now because he was. It's a proven Russian. theory, long-standing. Um, We've never really that uh, with the numbers, but yes. Oh no, the numbers stand up. Um, I think uh, maybe the modern era of cycling over the past couple of years has has kind of tipped the scales a little. I might need to revisit the formula, um, mm-hmm. but for decades. The Dauphiné was a great indicator uh, if someone was peaking too early or if they were right on track. And that, like, yeah, 6 to 10, 6 to 12 kind of zone historically has been like, ah, you are in good form, but, like, you've got room to improve still. Yeah. And right into uh, July, right? I, guess like, who's there? Guess who's yeah. there at the 6 to 12? Yeah. Who's that? Louis Menti's You're Welcome World. Finishing seventh place overall. Now, you might notice uh, the zone of six to 12 is more than a podium uh, worth of allotment um, for for a tour, um, a grand tour. So not saying it's a guarantee <laughs> that everyone's going to be up there, Tim. Uh, you may want to not put all your money on mentees over there at the Ladbrokes uh, next time you're there. I mean, he got seventh last year. Yeah. That's then he got eleventh at the Volta. I mean, come on. Let's, let me live a little. That's pretty he's, much the zone I expect him to be yeah, in. Yeah, that's probably where he's <laughs> gonna be. I th- I think we can kind of extend your zone up this year, Spencer, because really? Vingard was so good. Like I think Yates Yates obviously in second. He's gonna be working for Pogue at the tour, so that bodes really well for Pogue. Like he's two minutes off Vingard. He, yeah probably can stay in the but like your boy Hinley, your boy Jack Haig, guys you are mm-hmm. always rooting for uh fourth and fifth, but they're 3 minutes back, which is I feel like this race is usually closer. I'm not going to go do the math and actually check. Little it, guy, did like, you see did you see what? who got 22nd though? Who's 22nd? That's that's the golden zone. <laughs> Landon. No. Yeah. Also who really sunk like a stone is Carapaz, which I have high hopes for Carapaz. Um, at, because it's my favorite kit at the tour, and he did try to launch an attack this week, and uh, yeah, he blew up and lost like 18 spots on this final stage too. So there's some big, big uh, GC hopefuls. I'm using air quotes for big because it's like Landa mm-hmm. and Carapaz and Moss, who I don't think any of us believe are gonna win any of win the tour, but could like at least finish top five, who are pretty far off. Jonas's pace I mean, right now, like really. Vingard's. So, did you have you? Either of you started watching the Netflix 
like what is it unchained or whatever yeah, the netflix series about last not. year's tour de france unchained the tour de france story on netflix yeah. presented yeah. by netflix in partnership with netflix and the tour de france yeah did you guys watch any of it <laughs> no no not yet i am i am waiting for an evening when i can have an uninterrupted uh, eight episodes worth of time so i can just blast through this thing because i know <laughs> i'm fearful of starting it because i think it's going to be nearly unwatchable everyone as, as a cycling it. fan I, I understand. It, uh, I, I'm yeah, not passing judgment on anyone who likes it. I am just saying my instinct before seeing it is as a cycling fan of long time, okay. I'm going to hate it. But this I want to set old that. man stuff here. Well, I, now let me finish. Oh, all right, all right. I want to set that eight-episode block of time because as I go into it prepared to hate it, I'm afraid I'm going to like it and want to watch all eight episodes back to back and blast through the whole thing. So that's my worry. All okay. right. That's a solid worry. Yes. Yeah, um, little guy, for those that are raving about it, I'm assuming they did not watch the movie star documentary over Why? the last three seasons because, you know, it was a Spanish speaking team that never got the credit that it deserves, especially when Alejandro Valverde was the, the stud. I mean, I mean, that would be my my first thought on that. Also, it's not as well put together as this Netflix series. The shots are pretty cool. Um, I watched the first episode. Yeah. I'm just going to give you a quick uh, quick disclaimer for you guys. Okay. Uh, they they do the subtitles, but then it like defaulted on my TV to like English dub. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you don't want that. And subtitles. No, no. You want you want uh, Mark Mattiat screaming. Yeah. But, um, in French, yeah. So, who do you think is the star of episode one? I Just don't going care. in. Pino. Oh, you should. No, it's uh, amongst the director sportifs. Who do you think's oh. like? Who do you think amongst they give the, the most camera time? Sportifs. Who do you think they give the most camera time? JV amongst the directors. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of Jonathan Vodders on there, baby. <laughs> there's a Vodder's ton. A lot of camera time he's, lately too. He's, he's living it up. He's a big fan of the podcast. Vodders looked pretty good, but if you looked over his shoulder, he'd see that Patrick Lefebvre is there, being that, as amazing as you can imagine. Oh gosh, that was my guess. You don't want to give that guy too much camera time. Which um, is exactly why I'm prepared to hate the series, but. We'll see. I it's will a, give it an absolutely fair shake. I um, would uh, recommend it. I, I I will not be sitting through all eight episodes in one sitting. I will watch them periodically. Um, I've got more important things to watch, like American uh, Flyers for our annual rewatch that's coming up. Oh, I've got God, we got to get so, that on the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more uh, captivating uh, coverage. Um, you know, just, just throwing it out there. Oh. All right, all right. Um, Spencer. Sam, do, do you think uh, the movie star Netflix series was... A, do you think that was training wheels? Do you think they were trying to see, like, can we do this? Does it work? Is there a narrative even to follow? And Alejandro Valverde provided that in, in with his grace uh, as he was exiting his career. I, um, I think there might be training wheels there. I have not seen any focus on the movie star team. So, like, they have to just be... <laughs> angry that well they were right netflix got embedded with how many teams eight like teams? eight yeah. and i don't 
think I don't think one of them is movie star. They definitely got a lot of cameras around Jumbo. Um, yeah. And then, but Netflix obviously is doing the uh, you know the drive to survive thing where Valerie Boltas has become like a fi- a, a fan favorite, and then here he was promoting his very own gravel race up mm-hmm. in the country of Finland called Finland Gravel. And if you're looking at how to spell it, just do like they do in gravel and remove all vowels. No um, vowels allowed. Yeah. And and a friend of the pod, Tom's Schoons, showed up to do the event. He did. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to talk about the fact that our, our current F1 superstar... <laughs> Uh, even if he's driving an Alfa Romeo right now, um, still a legend in the sport, is promoting, like, becoming a race promoter in the gravel world. Is that good for cycling, or is that, oh, this is this is <laughs> the Fonzie bad. moment. We have jumped the shark. It's bad for his career. Um, <laughs> I don't good. think so. It's good. I think it's good. I, I, I don't see how it's bad for his career. Um, uh, he is uh, branching out. I don't know if you guys uh, remember when the Ukrainian road national champion showed up to a cyclocross race in Minnesota and broke his collarbone back in uh, like 2009, 2008? No, before that. Was certainly before that. Yeah, it was before no. that. that. It's, you are uh, in uh, ancient history now. Nobody yeah. remembers this. Yeah, but. Not even the people that were there. Tim? The career never happened. So Botas. Well, let me let me make an actual relevant reference um, between F1 and cycling instead of whatever you just tried to do. There was a time at which <laughs> uh, two-time F1 world champion Fernando Alonso yep. was going to start a cycling team. He was going to fund it. He was going to be Ooh, the sponsor. Great team. Team Alonso. Love that team. It never happened. It it yeah. never got off the ground. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the details about it. I'm sure there's articles about it. It was a big deal. Like, everyone was like, this is going to be the next U.S. post, like a super team, right? Yep. Yeah. Never got that off the ground. That was a big deal. Valtteri Bottas took a different approach and is like, I'm going to get in the promoter game. Actually gets it done. Didn't just talk the talk, walk the walk, got it done. It happened. The results are there. He got big name World Tour riders uh, there. Um, you know, Skewns and, uh, was it Voss? Somebody, somebody else, uh, off the front, um, battling it out there for the, for the win. Um, I think that's a huge success, uh, for him personally, for Finland in general. I saw a bunch of people talking about Finland. Um, gravel is just, it's the new thing. Like, I saw more about Finland Gravel than I did about the Netflix series. Let me just put it that way on my social medias. Um, it's been, you know, it's big, big gravel time of year. It was the uh, Belgian waffle ride in North Carolina. Did you guys uh, see that a uh, friend of the pod, Austin Killips, took the win? And Adam oh, Robert awesome. takes the win on the men's side. Really Very cool nice. to see. That's, Congrats that's to great. Austin. Yeah. Very cool. So, now, what is it going to take for another winner? of a gravel race to become a potato ambassador for their country. Because Tom's did great things for the potato this weekend in Finland, really getting Mm -hmm. the word out um, about the potato and its uses. uh, Well, he's a member of the Potato Congress, right? He's a 
official spokesperson. He's a potato ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the Potato Council or something like the Wizards on the Mountain of Potato who kind of run Big Potato. Mm-hmm. He's like the, I don't know, the figurehead? Spokesperson? What does it take? What do I have to win to become like America's Potato Ambassador? It's not going to be me. What, who has to win what? <laughs> Speaking of potato ambassador, just the Idaho why isn't state champ? You got you got you got to win Rebecca's oh. private Idaho. Okay, what is it going to take for Alejandro Valverde to become the potato ambassador <laughs> of Spain? Is this is these are the questions I'm asking? And it's just, yeah, just gotta show up. I've just gotta show up. That's, that's, that's it. Well, he's got to, you know. Valverde needs to step up the gravel game. He's doing a little bit too much of this UCI gravel stuff. He needs to go to the the real gravel hotbeds. Yeah, day. UCI gravel is, I don't yeah. think, where it's at. So. Um, but I do have a worry about this Finland gravel um, event. Boys, I need to okay. ask you. Okay. I have a Tom's worry. Mm-hmm. rode a Trek domain. Mm-hmm. Road bike. Road bike. He'll Not probably be riding his Trek Domain in, in the tour where whatever race he's doing next. Um, now, he did fit 35C knobby tires. Little guy, I know this hurts your soul uh, to hear that. Does it? 35C tires in a road bike? I don't know. Whatever. What's he normally run in? 28s, probably? I have no idea. Probably. Uh, 25s, probably, even. Is this... Is this now... There's a lot of talk about the spirit of gravel. Mm-hmm. And I have been sold are you a arguing, lot of gravel are you, bikes. Are you, are you arguing that, that spirit I've, of gravel is actually to have a gravel bike? I've, is that where well, this is going? The spirit of gravel is you got to spend four or five grand on yeah. a gravel bike to go better on the gravel yeah. than the road bike. I, I think spirit but of gravel is not out, to be on a team. I think it's you can you can fit the tires. It's a gravel bike. I mean, let's not forget the first time you and me did a gravel race. We showed up on a road bike with maybe twenty oh. eights. No, I had twenty sixes. It was the yeah. biggest I could get. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so painful. There were pan racers. Twenty six. We yeah. We were we were morons. Um, we did not. No, know I thought we, we were did doing. Great. We thought we were going to just ride right off the front. That didn't work. You unplugged your di two or whatever, and then that we was were on a problem. The wrong tires, and we both. Ran on the water, and I don't think my feet have ever hurt that much in my life. My problems was the DI2 in the water. I don't think my tires were an issue. Um, <laughs> well, I can say I've done that race oh, just uh, those two. Post, post that year, and I did it on my cross bike, and I at least could put, run 33s, and boy, was I uh-huh. more comfortable. And now well, sure, because the you had today, the, they're running 40. You had the slack geometry of your cross bike, <laughs> and you weren't on a road bike like Tom Skewen's ruining the spirit of gravel. Yeah, He's yeah. put a curse on all of us. He's the spirits it. are up so in arms. Maybe We're going to have to do an exorcism. Those new tracks. Maybe they got the little inserts to like mountain bikes to adjust geometry. They're starting do, they, to look do they have the little jelly insert in there? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It's got a little secret suspension. Oh. Yeah. What's the spirit of gravel look like when it's angry? Is it like Orko from uh, Masters of the Universe with Heat Man? It's like Slimer from Ghostbusters oh, okay. in, yeah, in the yeah. one <laughs> scary scene. When he, yeah. yeah, the one time he's scary when you're a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, other uh, so well, last week we did our S uh, tier for the jerseys. Obviously, lots of jerseys are coming. I saw uh-huh. a leaked image that came from friend of the pod Ruby Roubaix, I believe, on our Twitter account of the new uh, Lydell Trek team car. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. I did and see that. Yeah. Yeah. If that is any inclination of Jersey yeah. that could <laughs> be, be coming to the professional Peloton, we may now have a, uh, a true S tier candidate. Um, it just looked like a clown explosion of yellows and blues <laughs> and reds. I think a little pinstripes in there. There's a lot uh, of primary colors. I think little guys oh. would be very happy with this car. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked the car. It looks good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. So, I'm pumped. are are we destined for disappointment after seeing that car without the jersey? Yes, probably. <laughs> right, like probably. like you see the car and then you're like, oh, um, it's just gonna be yeah, the same like but red with a yellow band yeah, in the middle, yeah. like just like, very yeah, just classy, boring. Yeah, no. Yeah, we'll but, see. Hopefully, they get wild. Friend of the podcast, Michael Moran, who has done a like sainthood work on like uh-huh. the the bike designs and the bike details and the paint jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, please, please let him have designed this kit because he listens to the podcast enough that that he would have gone to town just for us. Maybe like <laughs> put a little inspiration in there. Maybe lightning bolts from the Klein uh, Storm paint scheme. Uh, that I just. I need to I need to see lots of primary I mean, colors on this kit. I don't want to get the man fired. <laughs> I don't think we should yeah. put any storm lightning bolts on. Yeah, that. yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it, it. needs whatever the <laughs> uh, Klein paint that when you when you it looks like one color from a distance, but when you mm-hmm. change the angle, it's darker and lighter. Yeah. It kind of like fades <laughs> around the tube. Um, so the other news though was that uh, Tao Gegenhart may be going to Trek. Or Lydell Trek in 2024. Really? I did yeah. not see that. Tal That's and, interesting. Uh, Lando were kind of linked with Trek. And Jonathan Milan, too. Yeah. yeah. Little guy, do you feel um, like talking up the Hackney Hedgehog, uh, Galgen Hart, um, on this podcast with the listenership, the American based listenership that we have high up, uh, uh, folks that, you know, can make things happen yeah. uh, within the cycling scene? Oh, yeah. Uh, here. Yep. You think uh, maybe the Hackney Hedgehog got pushed up a notch or two on, on some radars uh, over there at uh, at the Trek team? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it was all it was all my influence. Wasn't so his, like uh, maybe you should get like a 1%, you know, like some sort of just something off the top. Yeah, yeah. I will not <laughs> say no to a 1% cut of whatever contract they give him. As a former Giro winner and, and looking really good this year till he had that crash of the Giro possible mm-hmm. uh, podium finisher again at a grand tour. I will take 1% of his contract. I suppose I will feel a little bad about it. I don't quite feel like I earned it, but uh, I'll donate well, it to charity or something. There you go. I, I, I feel like uh, you put the, you, I mean, second, maybe only to his grand tour win. Um, you really put him on the map with the, uh, <laughs> With the Hackney Hedgehog uh, name yeah. there, so yeah, second, that's it. See, uh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we check in with our uh, very own uh, correspondent over there in uh, the European peloton? Waving at all the cyclists. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mr. Zabel. Rick yeah. Zabel. Yeah. On let's this check week's in. This is Mitch Docker. And you're listening to Life in the Peloton, also the Slow Ride Podcast, afterwards. <laughs> All right, guys, here we are in the pre-lap. Shout out 
to all of the supporters and listeners of the Wine Angle Podium Network. That includes you. Listen to this podcast. So thank you very much for tuning us in and not turning it off yet. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out all about our family of shows. I want to give a shout out to uh, gra- uh, the Gravel Cycling Podcast because uh, Amanda Nauman continues the to do some cr- doing some crush uh, some great work. <clears throat> Crushing some gravel. Crushing, Crush, some, big crushing rocks some gravel. Crushing smaller rocks. She yeah. had Yuri Yuri Hoswald on this week, kind of doing a uh, more of a recap of Unbound. It was uh, okay. great to hear. So definitely check it out on the Grodio. Yeah. Um, they've also, uh, yeah, got the coverage of the gravel scene that we pretty much butchered last week. Uh, <laughs> I, like I alluded to earlier, I don't think anybody comes to this show for accurate information. Occasionally, we'll get a one-star review uh, from somebody who's said that they didn't get like uh, accurate race breakdowns and stuff uh, from this show. But I don't think we ever claim to do that. But if you do want that kind of information, Grodio is a great uh, place, great resource for the uh, gravel side of things. And then, of course, Cyclocross Radio over on the uh, off-road side of things with Cyclocross and mountain bike um, coverage over there. So definitely two shows you can check out over at WideAnglePodium.com. And as always, you can definitely... Um, look into how to become a supporter of the network of these shows. You can kind of pick and choose which ones you listen to and donate to support specifically. It's a pretty cool system. It took a lot of work uh, to get that to function that way. So take advantage uh, and uh, become a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium network of shows if you can. For sure. Let's get back to the show. I'm Nielsen Paulus, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are back in the show, and let's visit the Slow Ride Podcast mailbag. Hit us uh-huh. up on email at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Let's get right into it. <clears throat> First one comes to us from uh, Rohan Dear SRP. You know how we all have a classic movie, genre-defining musician, or iconic restaurant that we somehow overlook for an inexplicable length of time? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is me with the Slow Ride Podcast. For the best part of 10 years, I've held, up the, cy- I've held up the Cycling Podcast, including all of its earlier incarnations, as the Matthew Vanderpool of podcasts. For those that's, of us that care fair. far less for intelligent cycling analysis than we do for wacky drama, esoteric jokes, and bizarre arguments between the hosts. I'm deeply ashamed of how wrong I was. With that mea mea culpa out of the way, I was hoping Uh you could indulge me with a brief discussion around what I find to be one of the most inane topics in the cycling discourse. The notion of gaining watts via equipment choices and non-physiological means. Uh It's not just that the numbers described are so heroic. Deep rims, 30 watts. Aero helmet, 25 watts. Shaved legs, 10 watts. Wax lubes, 7 watts, etc. And Mm. on and on and on until you're at like 700 watts. But the immutable fact is that you can't gain watts unless you get stronger on the bike. 
I leave it there before I have a stroke. <laughs> Keep up the fantastic work, guys. Yours truly are the funniest and most entertaining trio in cycling media. Rohan, oh. Sydney, from Sydney, Australia. Aussie Corner is in the house. Aussie Corner always comes through, you know? I, I appreciate it. That's a wonderful email. Thank you for great. taking the time like to write a nice that. Nice, subtle, subtle stroke joke. It's good. Uh-huh. Love it. Great work. Yeah. Um, it is... So I've been actually doing, I've been deep in the trenches doing research on this very topic for at least, I would say, four or five years at this point, trying to figure out how I can get Watts without doing any of the work. Um, I've been underbiking. I've been overbiking uh i it's guess no i've got a uh went out um when we did our everesting challenge the beginning of the pandemic when everybody was have you guys even has anyone mentioned everesting ever no, again I like think, the, I think like done. cycling <laughs> it, tips was literally did. like writing articles about everesting yeah. uh what a wild time that was anyway we did That's our own exactly. everesting challenge i had to go out of course and buy a brand new full carbon bike with full carbon wheels to destroy you guys, which I, I was on the podium. Uh, so I feel good about that. Um, but the plan didn't work. I should have, I should have gained at least 700 Watts with that. You know, the wheels, the, um, the lightweight frame, the, the DI2 on there, everything. And it didn't add up, which is kind of, I think what, what they're saying in this email is if you don't do the work, you know, I mean, it's very, uh, it's very millennial of me, very Gen Z of me. I have been, I think, quite quitting uh, my cycling career for, for a couple of years now. Maybe I got ahead of the trend a little bit there. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely have been doing that. <laughs> um, I agree. I agree. I agree with the writer. I one thing I've noticed a lot lately, in a little bit of dipping my toe into actually like reading stuff about training, is is people talking a lot about zone two again and zone two training okay as if as if so when we started riding you guys know i like everything old yeah like you guys had like you guys had like a lifting plan one year and and everyone on the team was getting like power tap hubs and like talking about paying attention to power and i was like at the library with which five training books were at the library from 1989 and all uh-huh. of the older books, all of the older training stuff at that point was like, you got to do a lot of zone two, right? You got to do a lot of zone two. But like when we okay. started in the early 2000s, everything was Carmichael training systems. Go out there, yeah, yeah. Uh, hammer a bunch of intervals. You're going to do 10 hours a week. You're going to do a lot of intervals or yeah, you're gonna high do cadence. A lot of high yeah. cadence. Maybe you're going to do some sweet spot. That became really popular. Sweet spot. But I've, yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff lately, people talking about zone two, but... In the way that trends get recycled, it, it's people talking about it in this way like, hey, you guys heard of this? And I'm like, yeah, it's how every cyclist trained up until the point where <laughs> people like got more specific with power, which is just like 90% mm-hmm. of their training was just riding in zone two. And then you sprinkle in a couple intervals. And so for the most uh, part, you get fast. And it's not how you like uh, find that last watt. But like, so little I, guy, are you, are you accusing modern cycling of, getting too involved with the marginal gains that 
the marginal gains are now all that's left. Yeah. I no. I I the yes, but also what I'm accusing of which of, to build on is not there. Well, yeah. I think obviously, like most of uh, training that's marketed to masters racers is mm-hmm. built on a faulty premise of build, building a house of cards on some quicksand because you've only got no. ten hours a week. So you're going to smash yeah. every what? ride. And masters, if you're a masters racer with 10 free hours a week, <laughs> I envy fast. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be yeah. so fast. Uh, you, uh, There's I a lot of six, six hours <laughs> is uh, absolutely reasonable. You can be a pretty competitive uh, cyclist in your local area on, on just six yeah, hours probably. a week. No problem. Uh, um, you'll, you'll have to be disciplined and, and you know, do it, but... I think if you want to spend $200 to upgrade your bottle cages to save 50 grams and you haven't shaved your head yet, maybe just shave your head first and save the grams there is all I'm saying. Oh, so you saw this, where, where did you see the shaved head thing? I saw some shaved head thing somewhere this last week. I didn't see how. anything. I just oh. used to have a shaved head when I cycled, when I was competitive. So I saw something. God, now I wish I could remember where. This thing was literally like someone It's at least like test. 30 grams on your head right now, little guy. Not even the gramps. It's about how the airflow goes through the helmet and comes out, and that it's literally faster to have your head shaved That's, than yeah. to have. But it's you gotta have the locks, like. Uh, well, if that, also, was, if that was true, never gonna, if, he's no. fast. If you need was the true, mullet as well to like airfoil yeah. the disrupted air off the back yeah, of yeah. the so, jersey. Yeah, so like Vladimir a, carpets. Wing. So you need yeah. the Vladimir carpets skullet. Do you need the? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then Levi Leipheimer would have been amazing. I don't buy it. And he right. was decent. <laughs> and what, I mean, I would he wasn't, say, he wasn't great, guys, but he was decent. Do you think 50% of American male crit racers have mullets at this point? Oh, yeah, say. certainly. And mustaches. <laughs> and mustaches. So, so like I that, haven't. That, there must be some science behind that because everything else they have is super. You know, tonight, and, and, it's Sunday um, night, June 11th. Tonight would be the night to be sitting at the Sound Pony in Tulsa, Oklahoma to do to get a good sample of American crit race uh, hair fashion. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, short shorts, tall socks, and long hair, long mullets. Yeah, we're in a dark place, and big windshield sunglasses. It's we're in a bad place in cycling fashion right now, guys. Yeah. I know well, guys. Pretty pretty bad. Place are a good We've place. been there. Let's, yeah. Let's not forget like where we came in in 2003, 2004. Now that is some pretty bad, bad cycling fashion. Pretty bad. Yeah. That's really bad. Cool. So I am, I'm happy where we're at in the grand scheme of things. Uh, it's all huh. bad. Um, I did bring uh, up segue. Sam tried to sneak through the door there. Oh, uh, it was okay. Tulsa tough week. Um, Legion won some races, dominated uh, the Blue Dome crit, which uh, friend of the pod and uh, fill-in host Michael Bodenheimer um, told us is the most important of the Tulsa tough races. Um, mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool to see, um, especially I, I. If you go to the Legion um, and Kit Carson uh, Instagram accounts, there's a lot about the um, the Tulsa race massacre leading up and how Justin Williams takes the entire Legion team uh, for a tour every year there, and then the Blue Dome race is a couple blocks away. So uh, yeah. definitely a lot of history there, but then the importance and sim, um, s- symbolism of of Justin Williams' win is pretty awesome. Uh, Alexis Ryan or Kendall Ryan? Mm, let me 
make sure I get this one right uh, before uh, the emails start coming in. We are known uh, for did, our accuracy here. Did, did get relegated out of the race um, for uh, closing the door pretty hard. I think it was Kendall Rand. Uh, closing okay. the door really hard in the women's race, coming way off the line. Uh, did you see it, Spencer? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Okay. I don't know. Like, maybe defendable. That's okay. It's fine. It's racing. Racing incident. That one, uh-huh. I thought it was a little BS to relegate on. Be totally Did honest. anybody go down? I don't know. I was just, I've just seen the Instagrams, you know? Well, I, was I like, think we'd hear about it if they did. Um, yeah. Well, but the guy, well, she got relegated, and it was like after the fact, and then USA Cycling and uh, her Instagram story uh, page was, you know, f- felt kind of bad. But it is what it was, that one. The All next right. race or something, there was, there is a grainy video. It, it reminds me of one of those like oh here's the Loch Ness monster like Sasquatch very grainy like video in the uh-huh. distance that I saw on one of the Instagram uh, meme accounts um, of one of the riders from Legion after appears after getting crashed out by one okay. of the uh, primal Audi Denver riders can't really tell but one of the riders from Legion just coming over and just stomping on the wheel um, I Spencer, I right. think in the green room you had Stomping a great... Stomping on the wait. Hang on. The yeah. Two, just... At least two riders crashed somehow. It, it appears... Yes, I've and only seen one... they're laying on the ground, and one gets up mm. and stomps on the other one's wheel? Is that what you're saying? So there are two riders that are both getting up. The, the gentleman from Audi Denver in this green kit appears to be, like, trying to take his foot out of the pedals. Okay. And the rider from Legion runs over to try to help him by slamming his foot down on the uh, the rear wheel. But the rear wheel may be out of true, and he was trying to get it back in true. I can't really tell. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, probably yeah, that's just yeah. how you get the tubulars back on, you know, if it, if it yeah. partially rolled off. You know? And also... Well, that was really nice. Yeah, very, yeah, super very nice. nice. <laughs> it's going to really be, help their image. As a team. Very nice. going to help him, uh, you know, now he has a reason to go into the pit. That's just I, it. You know, those free laps, they're so picky about that <laughs> these days. That's probably what it was. It's like, oh, you're going to have to show yeah, them some you, damage. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have at least a crushed wheel or they won't let mm-hmm. you in there anymore. It looks like all types of bodies are down in this uh, this, this okay. thing on loop that I've seen. So check it out. Check it out. We, we, have, uh, we have video footage of Legion being like other bike racers. <laughs> It's not as glorious as um, the 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 guy that broke his bike at the Red Hook crit. It's nowhere near that level. Yeah. The... Where is that guy now? Ten years later. <laughs> He's Who probably knows? like a Red Hook bike throw meme man. Uh, listen to the podcast right now. He he works in finance in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, is he in finance or ever? He's in finance. Uh, yeah. uh, he's a finance guy. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I hope he's got a super sick. Let's law. see what else we've got here on the on the. Uh, uh, Daniel uh, hits us up. Hey, with the Freds and Franks and all that, can we can we call folks ex- obsessed with spiciness on their rides Pauls? So ooh, interesting. I think maybe we're being used to 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 spread a message between Dan trying to poke fun at his buddy Paul. That's my guess here. Paul's, hmm. Paul. Paul's in cycling. We're it's being a, used. We're being yeah. used, but Paul's in cycling. That's re- that's reserved for um, Paul components. The single speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the brakes, brake levers, beautiful brake levers. Um, beautiful. Yeah. 
I got some I uh, can't, a, canty brakes. I don't know if they're still if they're even making those anymore. I had a singulator on the old uh, single speed cross bike from Paul. It was wonderful. Uh, ooh, we've got a couple of uh, good ones. Uh, Kevin Dolan hits us up. This one, this one's a good one. You can tell uh, he he wanted to write this one. There's been a lot sitting in my. This has been sitting in my draft folder for a while. I worried that it didn't have the correct amount of slow rideness that many letters to you oh. contain. But like that term paper on the Boer War that I turned in as the clock tower bell chimed 11 a.m., I decided it is good enough, and I will take the grade the professor gives me. <laughs> Since Rick Zobel shared his views on Greenway etiquette, I had some observations from this spring on the rail trails in central Maryland. I have been spending a little more time on the greenways lately. Industry consolidation has given me the opportunity to ride my bike more and sample retirement. As sure. spring arrives in the mid-Atlantic... The casual trail users are returning. More walkers with strollers, runners, and cyclists, which is a good thing. The more people who use the trails will hopefully mean there is more support when trail improvements or expansion is requested by the community. I have noticed that there are several levels of acknowledgement to our fellow cyclists and trail users. A cyclist on an upright-style bike without any specific kit will often smile and say hello, but not remove their hands from the grips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. Yeah. It seems the more complete the cyclist kits, the more subtle the wave. A rider with a full kit pro look with a smooth, supple pedal stroke tends to lift an index finger or possibly three fingers in an extra, mm-hmm. if they're being extra friendly. That's, mm-hmm. of course, true because they're probably in the arrow tuck. You know, they're on the hoods. They're, they're, they're ripping it. Rip, they're, they're pathletes putting the intervals in on the, tr- on the trail. Sure. Um, no, but I think that's fair. Yeah. I, a mismatch kit without a helmet and baggy shorts over their tights. No wave. Uh, hmm. I have taken Spencer's signature sign off to heart, and I wave and say hello to my fellow Greenway users. Kevin, great email. This is, this is astute observations, and I've never been to Central Maryland. Well, that's not true. I've never ridden the paths in Central Maryland. Um, but I can say that these generalizations do hold true across the country, uh, in my experience. I think, uh, for the most part, the pro level guys will just like nod or wave, um, raise a couple of fingers. It's not really a wave, but it's an acknowledgement, and that's that's all we're asking yeah. for. Um, but yeah, there's this weird in between level. That just like doesn't get it for some reason, and it's it's interesting. But um, we can dig more into that another day. But guys, I I feel like uh, we need to give this email a grade Um, (laughs) because uh, you know Kevin turned it in at the deadline last minute. Uh, It looks a little rushed. It's a pass. I do feel like we need to look at the body of his work in totality. He's a Um, he's. Consistent OG, uh, OG yeah. listener to the pod. Yeah. This is a uh, a pass from my class. Because I, I, I would do a pass-fail class. Oh, I'd, Definitely cer- I'd a certainly give pass. it a pass. I'd certainly um, give it a pass. If I had to give a letter grade, uh, B. Solid B. Really? That seems yeah. high. But um, <laughs> I do... He's, he's, let's just say he's done better. This is fine. It's good fodder. But yeah. I, I want to propose spice? something here. This is a little out of left field. I think we need to canonize Kevin Dolan here uh, for being such a consistent 
writer to the pod, giving us material to work off of week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Um, like an official type. We need a nickname, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what it can be. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, I, it shouldn't be derogatory. It's not like we're going to call him Kevin the Wheel Sucker Dolan has written in again, you know, but something yeah. cycling adjacent, podcast adjacent. I think we need to uh, bestow a title. And maybe we can do this to more listeners who are also writing in regularly. We've got several that uh, are pretty consistent, and I think they deserve a little acknowledgement uh, from this podcast. I think that's fair. I'm going to have to think about this yeah. a little bit, because I've known Kevin yeah. for a little while. He worked at a Trek shop, uh, raised pace bikes in Baltimore for a while. Um, I'm going to think on this. I think it's something that we just throw out right. there willy I mean, I think, you, you know, like the, it's like the Hackney Hedgehog. It doesn't have to be good. Yeah. It just has to be an acknowledgement. <laughs> and that was I, not necessarily a slight against the Hackney Hedgehog there, little guy. Wonderful oh, nickname. No, yeah. we, we, need, we need an acknowledgement. I, I, think, I totally I think agree. We should put this on little guy's shoulders to be like, yeah, what comes guy. out of your brain? Um, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. Think about man. all the great Tim, emails. Tim best. So, it doesn't yeah, need to be specific right. to the person. <laughs> In fact, it's better if it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the, the what's, Maryland. What's, Mar- what's Maryland? The crab cake. Oh, the crab cake. Crab cakes. Yeah, they get that flag that looks like a weird pizza. Yeah, it weird is f- a weird flag. It's it it's a like flag. a flag I like. It's one of the I best. I lean to it where you're like, yeah. Your initial thing is, ah, oh, it's one of the best flags, and then you look at it for a while and you're like, I don't know about this one. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on in there. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking sure the crab it. cake not... might be pretty good. <laughs> the crab cake, Kevin Dolan. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's good. He's not crabby, he's a good guy. No, but, you know, he's from a... Maryland, he's proud. All right, we're gonna go to the crab cake. I'll get it down here in the uh Wikipedia. All right, um, <laughs> we got an email, uh, eight, eight word game from uh John Stutz. I don't know if you uh, I know what this is about. South. Florida Instagram cycling influencer, unbound oh. sag wagon. Okay. Do you know what this is about? This are is you... crazy. Are those are a crazy combination of words that I don't understand. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do you, no, what do is you remember the gentleman from Miami that had the crazy bike that like 18 people emailed us about? That was the Cannondale, yes. the crazy bars, get yes. really arrow tucked into like what, like a grasshopper type position. Uh, Incredible. Uh, yeah. uh, for, I think his name's like Still Rene. Have nightmares or something. about it. All anyway, yeah. he does unbound, rips off the derailleur, uh-huh. um, jumps in a car, gets like re- rescued on the side of the course, fix the bike, and gets back into the the race. If you go uh-huh. to his Instagram now, it's very clear. He's like, hey, you know, I didn't, I did, you know, I still got a lot of miles in. I got to ride with a bunch of people. It was great. The first comment is from friend of the pod, Chelsea Factor, one of my favorite people in the world. And she calls him out and goes, this isn't what your post said originally when you claimed you got 42nd. So there is controversy in the world of gravel. Now he's owned up to like, hey, I never said I finished. I just like I definitely took a, you know, a little got Uh some help, still Uh finished, but didn't finish finish. Because the derailleur was completely destroyed on the bike, um, so that is what this is about. It's a, it's a good deep dive on uh, Instagram. Uh, hit the comment section on his Instagram page. You know what? 
kind of respect the guy a little bit, keeping all those comments up there, <laughs> just getting thrown, um, bus driven through it. All right. So, I mean, uh, you know, hand, hand on your heart, you know, uh, you guys would kind of do the same thing, right? You'd be like, ah, took a mechanical, took, I, took a, a quick stop to the pit. And got back in the race because, you know, I paid. I came all the way out here to do this event. I, I'm going to do the rest of the event. Um, oh, I definitely want to do I would definitely like, want to do the rest of the event. I no, finished in, you know, 13 hours or whatever. No. And then somebody I, says, oh, I actually didn't finish. And you'd have to be like, I, yeah, okay, all right. No, yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't think I'd... I'd tell people you asterisk. I don't, yeah, oh, I'd see, say like, hey, I my mechanical took me out. Uh-huh. I took what? some help. But I still uh-huh. did a so hell you, of ninety percent of it. You'd fess up, okay? I, I would. Guy, I wouldn't have tried to pass it off. Little guy, what about you? Would you fess up? No, I'm you wouldn't. Him, you wouldn't yeah. try to pass it off as if you completed the event. No, interesting. No. Interesting. No. You know, guys, I remember a, a little event <laughs> back in 2018, uh, 2018. that happened in Wisconsin <laughs> uh, called the Schwam again. Yeah, now yeah. I remember. Uh, uh, some controversy around this event where a little guy took oh, several really? mechanical assistances, uh, including from myself. Hey, are you not allowed to take me? Took all of my tubes and, and also Tim who broke the rules and jumped, uh, way, way early. Um, neither of you fessed up both claiming to have finished ahead of me in this race, which as we all know now is not the case. Yeah, we would never Very do Very interesting. I don't yeah. know the rules at Schwam again if you're not allowed to take tubes from people, but you gave me those tubes of your volition. <laughs> I didn't twist your arm. I didn't steal them out of your saddlebag. But you did something. not complete the event. <laughs> I believe I interesting. did complete the event. <laughs> he may have finished the event. We'll uh-huh. see. But um, well, we got another email. Gary. Uh, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I don't want to talk you down. You guys this. aren't getting away again. <laughs> All slippery. You slippery weasels. We are several hundred episodes beyond this controversy. So I want to make sure yes. that any listeners that we've picked up since that event have had the chance to go back and, and hear what happened and make their own decisions. Because I think we need to... We need to revisit this uh, after these damning statements uh, that you've just made. Uh, I don't know the episode number. It's uh, I, th- I think it's 219, right around there, uh, Schwamigan Eve episode, okay. and then the Schwamigan episode after, uh, really getting into the details about yeah. it. It's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done on this podcast. Very, uh, It's a documentary style. It's very different than our... <laughs> Our normal episodes. I think it's a pretty fun listen as well. So, but uh, you can hear about all the drama and how these boys lost. Um, we have, uh, we do have two more emails I want to get to tonight. Okay. And right. I, I want Schwab again. Uh, the Spirit of Mud. Uh, this one comes to us from friend of the pod, uh, Gary. Okay. Hey, Tim, Spencer, and Matt. I thought you might find some firsthand experience of this year's Unbound course and conditions as well as a hot take from an aging local mid-pack journeyman rider. Uh, it's like little guy is right yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the event has changed from a group of local weirdos to the world's premier gravel event. In the past 10 years, I have participated. Changes for the better or worse? Yes and yes. Such is life. And Gary, already I can tell this is going to be a good email uh, yeah. from someone that's done it 10 times. 
The primary mud section was D Road Hill, approximately four miles of unrideable thick mud. This was the same apocalyptic quagmire that made the 2015 race so memorable. The race promoters stated at the riders meeting on Friday evening that this section would be rerouted if it appeared to be too bad on race day. Saturday morning, or too bad on race day, Saturday morning. Maybe something was lost in translation. So, first off, riders uh, are being told, hey, don't worry about it. We'll route the course around if it's muddy. If it's too bad. If it's too bad. Uh-huh. But now, the hard, the hard people at Lifetime are like, yeah. if you keep it up, you got to yeah, get it up. Is yeah. the object, uh, uh, you know, objectivity uh-huh. of what is too bad. Which I'm gonna side on the side of the race on this. If I went out there and looked at it, I'd be like, "Yeah, they can ride it. Whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be fine." <laughs> yeah, uh, there were th- at least three more unrideable mud sections of shorter length. The most okay. soul crushing was a two mile section immediately after the Madison checkpoint around mile 170. Oof, Oof. that would have to be brutal. 170 yeah. miles in, and then you got to walk for two miles. Um, That's rough. This this one also sounds horrible. The first water oasis at mile 42 on Texaco Hill evidently ran out of water for the tail of the 200-mile riders as much as the available water was used by faster riders to clean their bikes. Uh, The next opportunity opportunity to get water was at the Eureka checkpoint at mile 124. I don't know what happened to those poor souls. Yeah, now that's just poor form. Uh, The water should be for drinking. Well, yeah. It's, so far, I'm seeing some things that question the the promotion here. I don't know. I mean, you get the same amount of Is water the every year, of gravel? and then people don't have to wash off their bikes, and it's fine. And then they do. I think yeah, the spirit of you... gravel is you you run what you brung, and if you don't have enough water in your in your camelback to clean your own bike off, <laughs> that's that's your problem, man. <laughs> You don't steal the water from the schlubs behind you who aren't as fast. It was hot <laughs> and muggy, dry and dusty, wet and muddy, as well as rainy and thunderstormy. All Jeez. the elements made it a truly epic and challenging day for the riders and race promoters. A tip of the chapeau, chapeau to all. Chapeau, yeah. <laughs> the 100 French there yeah, for you. Yeah, French. Means, Try, means hat. Gary's really trying to throw that one in there. Slip, yeah. trick, trip me up. Yeah. The 100 miles coming into the finish had every right. The 100 milers coming into the finish had every right to be there as the pros came in for their sprint finish. It's up yeah. to them to adapt to the race, not for the thousands of riders to accommodate the pros. Exactly. Other than a passing interest in yeah. seeing their times, I really don't give a damn who wins the race. Regardless, it was a great day on the bike and one hell of an adventure. Cheer, Gary. So, Gary, thank you for the email. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any issues other than like, you know what? Then have the hundred mile finishers right I'm, there, and then the other side of the fence do the two hundred miles. You got to do something for the sprint finish. I'm more worried about a hundred miler getting absolutely destroyed by some two hundred mile, especially not like the pros in the front, but like the mm-hmm. folks sprinting for forty second place or forty eighth uh-huh. place that think it's going to be launching them into the lifetime Grand Prix, and they're taking out, you know, uh-huh. some. Like a family, uh, so you're you you're know, thinking two different finishing shoots. You go to the yeah. left if you're a 100 yeah. mile, yeah. you go to the right if you're two. I mean, maybe for uh, that for I, that time I, period because there's the a time problem, period there. 
Yeah, the problem is I think you're going to have a lot of confusion with people going the wrong direction and who is racing who. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if they're confused about whether or not it's even going to get rerouted from the night before, like how are they going to sort this out? You know, uh, yeah. after 100 or 200 miles on the bike, I I, I tend to agree with 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 uh, Gary uh, and the email just being like, hey, yeah, it's part of the race. You know, if you're trying to win the 200 you're gonna you might come into some back markers it just that's just what happens uh um but i am a little concerned uh for gary's whereabouts uh after this episode comes out big gravel um <laughs> big I, gravel's listening you, you know, know and uh i like that I, gary's taking a stand here though he seems like a pretty cool dude 10 times willing to take a stand and tell me that i'm wrong that's cool join I mean, the club yeah. join the club second Actual factual information. Uh Awesome. And listening to the podcast. It kind of makes me want to go do Unbound, and I would only do the 100 mile because I wouldn't want to be confronted with walking two miles after 170. I don't think I could do it. You want to be the guy in the way. You just want to be in the finish. Oh, oh, I would totally time it. I would totally sacrifice a 100-mile gravel century to... What are the finishers yeah. doing it like under twelve hours? Like, yeah. I would do a eleven hour. I would. You do a nice I would, casual hundred, yeah. <laughs> I'd get a sandwich. I'd sit yeah. there just kind of like I was acting like I was trying to get DFL, and then I'd see them coming, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah." I'd have a Dirk Motorhome sign. I'd have a podcast sign. This is a great oh, idea. There you go. Maybe this. Yeah. You know what? Next year. There we go. Um, okay. All right, we got uh, we got another good one here. Um, and again, I've got a we got a good email from a friend of the pod, David on the unchained but we're gonna watch unchained collectively as much as okay. possible before yeah. we get into that but Perfect. this one is a great one i saved this one for last kiwi key car corner okay. greetings oh, from your intrepid apac correspondent here in dunedin new zealand imagine my surprise and excitement when tim offhandedly mentioned a key ca- pronounced k car a few episodes back uh-huh. Why was I surprised and excited? Well, that's because at the time that esp- episode aired, I was in the midst of importing a K-Van from Japan uh. into New Zealand for use uh. as a dedicated bike van. Ah, uh, it's beautiful. The 2000 Honda Vamos is now through customs and road compliance and has license plates. Despite its whopping 660 <laughs> cubic centimeter 42-horsepower turbo engine. It is an absolute hoot to drive, aside from the hills around town, which can be handled just as easily on an e-bike from our shop. Shout out to (laughs) Bike House Dunedin. The cargo area is just big enough to roll a bike straight up without removing the wheel, with plenty Uh, of additional space for gear, bags, and tools. It looks great. The van is good. 42-horsepower is probably a little bit more than your van gets, uh, little guy. Yeah, probably at this point. (laughs) <laughs> the van pictured attached and we will put it on our instagram within three days of this being posted is solid white <laughs> like so the next step it, the next step in the process is a new paint job originally i had intended to do a vintage looking two-tone paint job that you see on my old vans that you see on many old vans across the web yeah that sounds i cool. have i think a better idea a vintage pro cycling jersey paint mm-hmm. job I have been oh. considering a La Vie Claire paint job or a black and orange Multini paint job. But before I pull the trigger, 
I need you three arbiters of cycle style, art, and taste to come up with the best recommendation for the jersey that will inspire the paint job. Thanks in advance. And again, shout out to the folks at the Bike House in Dunedin, New Zealand. And Jeff, thank you for the picture smiling in the van. It looks wonderful. And if you want that thing to look amazing, may I introduce you to my dear friend, Kelmay Cycles. The yeah, Kelme cycling I, jersey. I knew the beautiful, you were say, I the beautiful knew pinstripes. I do. I knew you guys do because it's it's yeah. the one jersey. Oh, it's the jersey on. of choice. The Kelme cycling jersey with the vertical pinstripes uh-huh. is definitely the one to do. Not only was it the team uh, of little known rider Alejandro Valverde when he first started racing, <laughs> it is the team of many champions. And it was timeless at over 20 years in the Peloton owning it. There is not one other jersey, Jeff, that deserves to be on a van that is that beautiful as Calmet. Now, Tim, if if vertical pinstripes is all you want, may I introduce you to the Castorama cycling team? Make that van look like it's wearing a little shop apron. Bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. that's a good one. I hadn't considered that. Be gorgeous, gorgeous. It's got the white and blue uh, stripes. It's got, a little, it's got a little apron are you, on. Are you suggesting? So good. Are you suggesting yeah. a 2000 Honda van with 42 horsepower is going to need a lot of service, and that's why you got to go into the uh, Castorama dealers? Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, this is a little bit ridiculous. No, it's going to look so good. I'm Castorama. I'm, no, uh, no, no. Now. Here's the thing. There's some great jerseys from back in like the 60s kind of era, like the Multini, like you mentioned. But he also brought up uh, the Leclerc V uh, kit, which is more like an 80s uh, style look kit. look good. And this van, I think, deserves kind of the 80s style. So let me uh, propose, and Tim, you may be unfamiliar with this kit because, you know, you, I know you don't know a lot about cycling, but little guy will certainly <laughs> know. Um the PDM uh, kit, yeah. little guy. How do you feel about the PDM kit painted on a van? That could be good. That could be good. I had a PDM no, uh, was, uh, Concord. For, you had yeah, the Concord, right? sweet bike. Yeah. I love that bike. Yeah, look good. Now, yeah, famously uh, a team uh, that uh, Sean Kelly rode for, um, one of the powerhouses yeah. of like the late 80s, early 90s. Kind famously, of, uh, so you're thinking it's famously everyone step. got a stomach bug. I'm using air quotes, a stomach bug one year. And uh-huh. uh just everyone got sick at the same time. It's almost like their blood bags were bad. So it's, it's very, yeah. stri- very strange. There's almost, oh. there's almost a, okay. So first off, Spencer, they got this nice like this pretty racing good. stripe style. It's got the, it's black and white, and kind of a like a martini BMW I, kind of uh, yeah. And I mean, they made cassette style. tapes, so then it gets to say PDM Chrome cassette tapes on your van. Oh, it's uh, and and it the timing probably almost matches up. I mean, it looks like the beta max of vans. So you got to go with the PDM. (laughs) Like this one, this one's good. What I do like about all of these is all three have stripes. The PDM kind of has that classic van two tone kind of a team van. Like you could definitely do something there. (laughs) The shame is, is that it's the PDM team and it's not Kelme. (laughs) That Kelme Aqua green with the blue. Oh, Jeff. Are you going to, Tim, you you have the opportunity to repaint your daily driver lime green for free, (laughs) would you do so? I, my daily driver is not a 
K van from Japan that just, just got imported in that matter. can't go I'm, up a mountain. All I'm talking <laughs> it about is the color. Bike. Hey. All we're referring no, to is the no, color the, here. The van. Interesting. The choice Interesting. of car is what's important here. <laughs> see, I see Tim well, dancing around the fact that as he's realizing that yeah. he, it is yeah. within his grasp to get a Kelme wrap on the car, and he he doesn't yeah. know how to tell us he can't do it because he hasn't pulled the trigger. How mad would how mad would okay. Sarah be, Tim? I was if that shocked. Wrap the car. I was. <laughs> I don't think she'd be mad. She'd love it. She'd say, like, you know what, Tim? You've been living the Kelme life for years. <laughs> what and, is a Kelme? Yeah, and here's what yeah, yeah. is Kelme. You know what? It's shoes, right? Isn't it a shoe company? Um, we don't know. No one knows. No one's ever been thing, able to figure this out. Guy, I am absolutely not shocked yeah. you, you chose Castorama. No, you shouldn't be. Cause it's the best kit in the I world. <laughs> I, I'm a little shocked that Spencer went with PDM. Uh, it's one of my favorite kits. I um, thought Spencer would go with uh, Tim. I'm a little. I've never, I've never heard you say that's one of your favorite kits. But then again, I don't listen. I was very jealous of Little Guy's Concord. Uh, yeah. Actually, I considered buying it when you had it for sale, although it was, <laughs> it was too, too small, small for, for me. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, a bike. Sir. I that's what that's uh, in my regrets pile because that was a. Really that's your I, I thought I thought for sure you were gonna go like FDJ, like just keep it white and keep it no, simple, or you're gonna go the Torhushfold uh, Credit Agricole. Green and no, white. that's that's bad on a car too. I considered briefly Mape, which could be very cool on a weird van. I would not be sad if you went for the Mape like, direction. I feel if you went with the Mape, people would be like asking you like, "Are you selling ice cream?" They, well, like, you know, like like it's a little like it's got a you little. Pull up to a job site and and they think, "Hey, the grout yeah, delivery's here." Gonna come over. <laughs> finally, the finally <laughs> yeah, the yeah, tile guy's exactly. here. Jeez. The the other one to consider, and this I would consider this like a, a on the podium of my suggestions, but I think PDM is the one I would certainly go with. Uh, the Peugeot, the very vintage Peugeot kits with the um, kind of checkerboard patterns on them. I think that could be, be you could work with that a little bit, but I don't think it's as exciting um, or fitting as like the kind of swooshy racing stripes that you get on the PDM kit. So, well, this is a this is a Hall of Fame email right here so we're gonna put this up to vote what okay how should jeff paint his um his van we'll put it up on the twitter uh in the next uh day or so and also on the instagram because yeah. it's got to be one of three pdm kelme or castorama well but uh yeah it, bit of a compromise and i know you guys say you don't like castorama but i know a few years ago we were all i think Think if I'm remembering correctly, fans of the Delco kit, which has uh, has oh, yeah. uh, shades of Castorama of uh, of of olden days. Um, so you could rather than it saying Delco, you could go with the Delco scheme and just have it say whatever you want. You know, whatever you want to be the, you know, the uh, the main phrase. You want your van to just say candy, mm-hmm. and then it has the Delco stripes. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I, I just never was super attached to that team. It was cool when they did the uh, they did the Lavi Claire knockoff. Yeah, kit. Oh, it was good to not be attached to them because um, they're at gone. Paris Roubaix. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, it's been a fantastic another episode with you on the 441st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters. Head on over to Wide Angle Podium dot com to find out about the bevy of shows, including the all new episode of the Grodio. Email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where we can give you all types of advice, including how to wrap your car in the colors of the best jerseys in the world. 
You may even become a crab cake. <laughs> Find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Slow Ride Pot. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. elegance to bike racing. For all its technology and engineering, it's a simple question of physics. How do you move a body through space as quickly and efficiently as possible? When the rider and the machine work as one, it's almost as if the solid world has melted away and all that remains is the spirit, the pure, raw, and unfiltered soul of sport. Life is measured in many units miles, kilometers, kilos, and pounds. But we measure it one corner at a time. We've entered the golden age of crit racing, the most exciting spectator event in sport, where all of human drama plays out before us on our city streets. On this show, we bring you the news of the day and take you inside the personalities of the teams and riders and right up to the gates of the premier events in the world. Welcome to Criterium Nation.